Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. My name is Adam Sokol, and I am a member of Team Overdrive. I am joined today by Jill Greenwald, who is a librarian here at Overdrive. Uh, Jill, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Adam, and everybody listening. So, um, like Adam said, I am one of the staff librarians here at Overdrive. We actually have several staff librarians, and we are here to help you guys um, decide what content to buy. We spend a lot of our time talking about books. We spend a lot of time (laughs) talking and reading about books. And so that's part of what we do is we help librarians create collections and lists for all of their users so that you always have something to read, you and your patrons as well. I guess you could say it's kind of our job to read a lot, which is actually a pretty cool job when you think (laughs) about it. Given that we spend so much time discussing the books that we're reading and the books we plan to read, and we always offer recommendations and tell people, oh my gosh, you have to read this book. It just sort of seemed natural to share these thoughts with our library friends and anyone looking for what to read next. So that's what our Professional Book Nerds podcast will be about, uh, will be a conversation about books. And so the way that this is going to work is Jill and a couple other of our staff librarians here at Overdrive will be doing a podcast every two weeks where they're going to spend a little bit of time talking about what they've been reading, uh, some time spent kind of talking about book recommendations based on what people have told us that they're reading. And then they're also going to talk about the books that are coming out, which they're excited about in the near future, which will be a lot of them. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So if you guys want to join this conversation and be a part of our podcast, just reach out to us on Twitter at Overdrive Libs. Uh, Let us know what you're reading and we can go ahead and feature you and give you guys a few book recommendations Uh, based on what you said that you're enjoying currently. So you won't hear my voice too often. You'll hear Jill's lovely voice and all of her uh, library friends here at Overdrive. And so without further ado, I hope you enjoy the first ever episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. and welcome to the very first episode of the Professional Book Nerd Podcast presented by Overdrive. I'm your host, Jill, and with me today I have Rachel and Emma. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. And we're basically here to talk about books. It's going to be awesome. So, um, for starters, we read a lot of books as sort of part of our job. On a daily basis. basis. Yeah, Yeah, I have a running track, and so far I have read 59 books this year. Oh, Another, uh, I can't quote up the top of my head. I don't think I'm in the lead either. I think I'm only in the 40s or low 50s this year. I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the 30s or 40s, maybe. I don't update my Goodreads. I don't either. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm old at. school. I have a notebook. I do you ever Yes, I do. Yeah, no. So, you guys reading anything good? I just finished reading Career of Evil, the new Robert Galbraith, J.K. Rowling pseudonym book. 
It is the third in the Cormoran Strike series, which is her adult crime mystery series, and it was fantastic. And I will not give any spoilers. <laughs> That's good. But it is the best in the series by far, in my opinion. I devoured it in less than a week, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook now because I'm not ready to let go. Mm. So wait, so, so you finished I finished reading. the book, I finished reading it. And I'm now listening to the audio because the narrator is fantastic. Oh, all right. So I'm trying to prolong the experience. The experience. Mm -hmm. Because I waited a year plus for this next installment and I read it in less than a week. So that's that's funny you say that. (laughs) That's funny you say that because I did the exact same thing with M Train by Patti Smith. I read the book and then immediately started listening to the audiobook. Because it was the same thing. I'd been waiting for it pretty much since 2013 when Just Kids came out. And that's one of my favorite all-time books. Mm-hmm. Nonfiction, fiction, you name it. I love it. So I was really excited to hear about M-Train coming out. And when I finally got my hands on a copy of it, I read it, I think, in an afternoon. Because it's pretty short. It's only maybe 250 pages. Mm-hmm. And just the oh, I can't say enough good things about her writing. Just the lyricism and... You really get a good glimpse into her everyday life. Like, for those of you that liked just kids, that was mostly about the past. You know, it was about her relationship with Robert Maplethorpe in the 70s. But in train, she talks about her daily walks to the coffee shop and what she binge watches on TV (laughs) and how much she loves Law and Order, SVU, and The Killing, and Drinking Coffee. But she also talks about, you know, her marriage to Fred Sonic Smith, who passed away, and she talks about dealing with her grief from that, and raising her children, and her musical career, and then she goes back to her coffee. So it's it's fascinating. It's perfect. It's a wonderful mix of beautiful stories, and just really feeling like you get to know a celebrity, which I think is kind of rare. There are are actually some Patti Smith lyrics in Career Evil at the beginning of each chapter. And she's done this throughout the series. There's like, there's usually a quote to sort of start off each chapter. And for this book, the theme for all the quotes was blue oyster cult lyrics. And so there were some written by Patti Smith. It attributes the lyrics to her in that. And it's sort of, it ties everything together um, throughout the story. So weird connection. Mm. That's a very weird connection. Very weird connection, but books. Book magic. Book magic. They're Book wonderful. magic. I'm reading um, an older one. It's Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer, and it's about the fundamentalist Mormons. And Ooh. they're, yeah, it's actually really mm-hmm. fascinating. It starts like in the 80s with, um, there was a, wife of one of the FLDSM and she was murdered and their kid was murdered and it goes into this whole thing and then sort of the history of fundamentalist Latter-day Saints and how they kind of broke off. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, I like I read book. that a few years ago yeah. and loved it. It's so I love all of his books. Mm-hmm. His books are so good. They just they read like fiction almost. I mean mm-hmm. You know, if they're narrative nonfiction, they read well. and Yeah, I oddly went on a kick of reading books of that nature after I watched Big Love on sure. HBO. Yes. <laughs> so I read that one, and then I read that uh, 
Innocence one about the girl that grew up in polygamy. Mm-hmm. There was another good. I can't. Yeah. The name is escaping me right now. There was a fiction one that came out a couple years ago mm-hmm. called The Nineteenth Wife. Yes. yes, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's so fascinating to kind of get this like inside look into this world that you know nothing about, mm-hmm. or like all that you know about it is from the media and the big, like when they go in and do busts with. FBI raids and stuff like that. Yeah, so getting a more kind of intimate look into their lifestyle, especially the history, which I didn't Mm -hmm. know a lot about. They Mm -hmm. were in Ohio for a while, Mm -hmm. and that I did know. But sort of like their journey from moving across um, the country, uh, they were sort of forced into Utah and then kind of made Utah their place. Mm -hmm. It's it's very interesting. So that's what I'm currently reading, among others. Like we're all reading like a million books at once. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. all reading a million at once. <laughs> I always seem to have a nonfiction and a fiction one going on at the same time. Yes. So the fiction one I'm reading right now is City on Fire by Garth Risk Hallberg, and it just came out this past week. And people have been talking about this book all year. Yes. There's been a lot of hype about it because it's sold for, you know, a record advance for a first time author and just all this other hype, 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 hype. So I always get a little nervous. When I start reading books like that, because I have such high expectations sure. going into it, but this book has not disappointed me so far. That's good. It's been amazing. I'm a little more than halfway through, but that means I'm 700 pages into it because yeah. it's long. It's, <laughs> it is. it's a big book. It's, almost, yeah. it's about a thousand pages, so yeah. I'm almost done. I've been working on it for a while, but it's one of those I'm really taking my time reading it because it's a very character-driven story. And there's a lot of characters that okay. you grow to be really attached to. You know, there's the Hamilton Sweeney family. And then there's, you know, little Charlie from Long Island who gets caught up in this world of kind of anarchist punks in 1970s New York City. And there's, you know, the reporters and just so many other aspects to it. And it all kind of centers around the blackout of 1977 in New York City. Okay. And how that kind of brings, like, you're reading all these different character perspectives and point of views, and then that event kind of brings everything together. So when you get to that point in the book, which I kind of just got to that, your mind is just kind of blown at certain parts. And just the writing is beautiful. So if you really like, you know, character-driven, you know, really kind of human interest stories, like if you like the Goldfinch and other kind of, some of Stephen King's kind of longer narrative titles... This one I would highly recommend. Hopefully I can finish it up soon and maybe talk about the ending. Talk about the ending. There you go. <laughs> In the next one. Future podcast. We'll talk about how that ends. Spoilers <laughs> these books we're reading. That's probably once, something we should uh, avoid. <laughs> once people have actually had a chance to read them. I feel like it's not fair. It's not ending. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm okay talking about out. books that were like in the middle of reading because mm-hmm. we don't have really spoilers to share. Yeah, yeah. too much. I am I'm in, excited yeah. to get home tonight so I can read it. Yeah, that's always yes. good. That's mm-hmm. a good. I'm in the middle of several books um, because I interrupted everything else to read through Revival. So I'm now circling back to the two books I was reading prior to starting that. Um, which is After You by Jojo Moyes, the second sort of follow-up to Me Before You, which came out a couple of years ago. And so far, it sort of picks up with the main character, Louisa, uh, sort of after the events of the first book and how she's coping um, with everything. And so, so far, it's been pretty 
good to read. It sort of gives you closure to things that happened in the first book, but it also has a little bit of some feel-good stuff. Um, but it's not all upbeat and cheerful. You're not getting sort of a resolution to the first book stuff in a cheery way. Okay. It's like, it's hopeful, but it's not a complete turn of events from sort of the serious nature right. of the first of book. One. Okay. Um, so that's been a good read so far. I was dying to get a copy of that ages ago. Um, and I just got my hands on that, even though I think it came out last month. Okay. So I'm not ahead of the, the game on that one. But I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's That's good. Definitely um, not career people. That book <laughs> sort of gave me nightmares <laughs> um, mid read of that. So it's definitely a little bit more cheerful than that. I'm also listening to uh, and reading Girl Online on Tour by Zoe Sugg. I am a weird reader in that I like to read scary, crazy thrillers and then uh, combat that with some nice YA. Some okay. Nice YA romance, some cute little fun story. And so Girl Online on Tour is the second book uh, following Zoella's uh, first book that came out last year. She's a big YouTube star, has a big oh, okay. YouTube following. And so this is sort of her fiction book. Um about a girl that's, I feel like, pretty reminiscent of her experience with YouTube and sort of exploding into fame in mm-hmm. the UK. And so the fictional book is a sort of a, a twist on that account. But it's definitely nice to mix up my reading tastes after sure. reading a yeah. horrifying book. <laughs> uh, toss in something oh, fun yeah. and light. Like, yeah. And, oh, sure. I think. And sunny. Yeah. For a while. I do have Stephen King books. Like, it's done, and then I'm like, okay, now I need something light and funny. What else are you reading, Jill? I am reading, I'm actually listening to the audio of um, Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. It's, I don't, it's magic-based. It's sort of like Harry Potter, but not Harry Potter, and it's very much more character-driven and more of a coming-of-age story. Then sort of focus on the school's magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I haven't actually read any of her other books, but this makes me want to. So I have not either. Yeah. So you'll have to tell me I will. when you're done. Mm-hmm. See, I, I read I read Eleanor and Park a couple of years ago and was obsessed with it. Yeah. So I'm excited to read this one. Yeah. That she has coming out. But yeah, once I get through City on Fire. Mm-hmm. That'll be probably, probably looking for something light. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, we'll, like, it is. that one up. Yeah, because uh, I also finished listening to the book American Wife by Taya mm-hmm. Kyle recently, and oh, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that one was heavy because I finally watched the movie American Sniper, which right. I really enjoyed. Okay. I had listened to the audiobook for that one years ago when it first came out, and it was actually one of the first books I listened to on audio. I have fond memories of it. And I saw the movie and loved it and remembered that Taya had written this book earlier this year. So I wanted to listen to that. And I mean, to be honest, it was heart wrenching as as can be imagined, (laughs) but it was really a beautiful story because she talks about, you know, her love for her kids and her love for Chris and just their their life, how they met, it gets more in-depth into their relationship, and then kind of the aftermath of how they're surviving, and all the kindness 
people have offered them and the assistance she's gotten. And even some of the, I don't know if this is the right word, but trauma around, you know, the controversies of the book. I think that would be the right term for that. And, you know, the issues with the Jesse Ventura trial and all those things that are going on. So it was really fascinating, and I enjoyed listening to that very much, but that one was pretty emotional. I bet. So I'm pretty excited to... Oh, I want to listen to that but I mm-hmm. might sob at my desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I listen I did not listen work. to that one at work. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's not a, a work one. No. Not a work one. Listen to that on my own time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably save your home when you can yeah, up when and I can. cry. And exactly. No one will judge you. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm also reading I'm really sort of only just started, but um there's a new biography about Ted Hughes, the poet who is Sylvia Class's mm-hmm. husband. Just came out this month, maybe last week or something. And I love Ted Hughes. Um, his poetry, I find him fascinating as a person. And of course, his entire relationship with Sylvia Plath and what happened after she died. And, um, so I'm really, I'm really excited to, uh, to read the, the new biography about him. Tell me how that is. Cause I like Sylvia Plath, mm-hmm. but I've never read anything by. Ted Hughes. Well, I have the entire collected poetry of Ted Hughes. I'm more than happy to bring it for you. (laughs) I might need to borrow that. Because he wrote one of his later um, books of poetry. He didn't talk about, after she died, he kind of didn't talk about her or anything related to her for years. And then he came out with a book of poetry, Birthday Letters, which is the really the only time he sort of has addressed the, the whole Sylvia Plath issues. Yeah. I also just started <laughs> late to the game, very late to the game, uh, The Walking Dead, mm. Volume 1, by Robert Kirkman. The graphic novel? The graphic novel. Nice. I have very been nice. watching the show for years, mm-hmm. and I am sick of people referring the comic, referring to the comics and me not knowing what they're talking about. Sure. So <laughs> I decided it was time to... Buck up and <laughs> spoiler alert, read the graphic novels. Cyril isn't in the graphic yeah. novels. Oh, yeah. Which is a bummer. I feel like everyone knows. I that think so. Now, but so. um I'm finally getting yes. on the graphic novel train mm-hmm. and I will keep you posted because I know there are several volumes oh, yes. uh, of that. So I'm you'll get through hoping them quickly, to though. continue with that. You and will not be able to put them down. Um, but I just started that, and this comes on the heels of some very traumatic Walking Dead mm. episodes recently. We can't so. even talk about it. No, we're not going to go into it, but we <laughs> can uh, reconvene when I'm done with this. I have not jumped <laughs> on the Walking Dead bandwagon, either Ooh. TV or... I I know nothing. Get on the train. <laughs> it's fabulous. Too much stuff. Yeah. Too much stuff. <laughs> There's not enough hours in the day for all the goodness. For all There's the reading. Not. There's not. I know. You should just like make a time machine and just increase on the hours of day. <laughs> yes. Read. If only we could just read all day. <laughs> right? Oh, what job is that? I don't know, but yeah. Okay. So um, now I think. Part of um, what we're going to do in each episode is do book recommendations. First up, we had Rachel's brother who was mm-hmm. looking for some good narrative nonfiction. Yeah, my brother, he lives in New York City, and he was an English major as well as me. We both 
horror, so we kind of bond a lot over that, which is really fun. But he is a fiction reader. He reads fiction and he reads poetry, but recently he started reading, you know, some nonfiction. Sure. And he knows that I'm a big narrative nonfiction reader, so he asked me some good books that I've read recently, so I recommended the following. Um, The Job by Steve Osborne was one of the best audiobooks I've listened to so far this year. It's the stories of a New York City cop, basically on the beat or on the job, as they refer to it. So it has some really kind of silly, funny stories about, you know, crazy chases he had to be following criminals and whatnot and a lot of just... I don't know, eccentric type stories okay. that you would hear about. And just first of all, he narrates the audiobook himself and nice. has a perfect New York accent. I love it. Done. So, <laughs> so it was just perfect listening to him talk about the stories. Like, you know, I was on the job the other day. <laughs> and it's, it's just amazing. But it's also pretty... Pretty moving at times because he talks about being a first responder in 9-11 oh, wow. and how he ends up, you know, retiring and just the ways that, you know, being how being a cop affects your family. So there's kind of that nice mix of like you're trying not to laugh out loud in a public place sure. while listening to it yeah. and then 20 minutes later trying not to cry. So it was, I, which to me is a perfect mix in one book. So I would highly recommend that one. Another great one that I recently read was On the Move by Oliver Sacks, which has gotten a lot of press recently since he unfortunately passed away. Right. And this is basically just his memoir. He'd written a lot of books before, but they were all very kind of centered on certain aspects of what he was studying or things he was publishing about. But this talks about kind of how he became the person he became. And for those of you that ever, you know, listen to, you know, Science Fridays on NPR or, or are familiar with anything he's written, you would be remiss not to pick this one up because it's fascinating about, and he goes into details about his obsession with weightlifting and motorcycles in his earlier years and his, you know, kind of dual life in the UK as well as in the US. And he talks about a lot of the research he did. So those of you that that read Awakenings and some of his other books, he'll touch on those, he touches on those points as well. So I highly recommend that one. Another great one I read recently was A Deadly Secret by Matt Birkbeck. And this is about Robert Durst. (laughs) So those of you that watched The Jinx and were obsessed with it and had your minds blown at the the end, you have to read this one because it goes, it's like The Jinx times 10 as far as information. And it's just a really, really far in-depth look at basically the story and the trials of Robert Durst. And there were kind of some discrepancies between the show and the book. I don't know if there are discrepancies, but some things that the book says don't quite match up with the TV show. Interesting. So it was really interesting. So I was like, what's true? Oh my God, we have to figure this out. What's going to happen to Robert Durst? Yeah, I love it. So for even if you haven't watched the the Jinx, you would probably love this if you're yeah. into true crime. So it's just a fascinating story. I can't even describe it. Another good one that I recommended was Beneath the Surface by John Hargrove. 
And I don't know, I know I keep referring back to TV shows sure, and movies okay. and documentaries and things like that. But this one was one of the SeaWorld trainers that was in the documentary Blackfish that was oh, really popular on yes. Netflix. Talks, tells his, you know, kind of heartbreaking story about being a SEAL trainer that or a whale trainer at SeaWorld. So yeah. it was really fascinating and interesting in the sense of, again, it kind of talks more in depth about the documentary that was really popular. Yeah. I, I believe it won some Sundance Awards. So. It's good, but that's. It's a rough mm-hmm. documentary to watch. Yeah, it was yeah. rough, and it was just one of the trainers gets more in-depth into his that story. Sounds, and yeah. it was also about, you know, how he became a SeaWorld trainer, okay. which I thought was interesting, too, yeah. because I was like, how do you, how do, you do that? that? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, what is the career path for that? And he goes into that, and he okay. goes into his earlier days there as well. Okay, so... Awesome. Excellent. Our next recommendation is coming from Emma's friend who wanted books similar to Good Girl and Girl on the Train. Yes. So a friend from college asked me uh, for some books similar to um, The Girl on the Train. She likes the sort of Gone Girl marriage thriller book, which I am very fond of. So I recommended um, a couple of new releases and a couple of older books. One of the newer books that I suggested was In a Dark, Dark Wood by Ruth Ware. So and good. Jill, I know we've discussed this yes. before. It's such a good, creepy um, weekend read. Yes. I would suggest it, you know, for, it's great for fall. Cuddle up, get some tea, get a blanket, devour this book. It is, because it's a fast read. Like, it's you can do it in a weekend. Definitely. Pretty quick paced. Yeah. It reads well. Um, but this book is about a group of women and one man who go to a bachelorette party or a hen party, as they call it uh, in the UK, since it's set in England, and basically everything goes wrong. And so the book sort of jumps back and forth between what's happened after the bachelorette party and then goes back to the actual weekend of the bachelorette party, and you're sort of piecing together the events of that weekend. And it's just a really captivating read Mm -hmm. um, that I would recommend, and it is very creepy. Um, there's definitely intrigue there. Another book that I recommended was The Silent Wife by A.S.A. Harrison. Oh, I loved that one. Um, that book was, again, in that same sort of marriage thriller vein mm-hmm. um, where the woman finds out about her husband's Well, I get the impression she's always known about some of her husband's affairs. Mm-hmm. And one of them really sort of takes hold. And... It's impeding sort of their normal day-to-day life. It's getting in the way of just that sort of stereotypical nine-to-five suburban life. And it's just fascinating to see what sort of a desperate woman will do to Mm -hmm. not be left out in the cold when her husband uh, sort of takes one of his affairs more seriously than their marriage. Um, Sounds good. Very gripping. Lots of twists. Um, and then another book I did recommend for my friend was the newest book by Mary Kubica um, called Pretty Baby. Um, and this was a book I got a copy of early. And so I did write a book review for this on the collection development blog. It's definitely very creepy. It's in the same vein as The Good Girl, her first book. This was just a good story where you sort of see what would you do if a stranger needed your help. 
And so what happens with this is the book is told from the perspective of three different people, a wife, a husband, and the sort of vagrant girl that the wife meets at a train station. And so she sees this girl struggling with a newborn baby and she reaches out and asks her, do you need help? Do you need money? And so it's sort of interesting to think of, you know, do we offer help to people that we walk by? Sure. And what are the consequences of that, good or bad? Right. Um, this book is not cheerful, so no spoilers, but <laughs> the consequences are uh, a little bit harsh. But it's definitely an interesting read with lots of twists as well. So, and the perspective that shifts, I enjoy that a lot, where you sort of get the story yes. from different, different. pieces. Mm -hmm. So you're all sort totally. of hearing similar things, but from different perspectives. And it's interesting to see how different the same event can be from, you know, the perspective of this husband and wife pair. Okay. Um, so it was just a really good read. Sounds good. Sounds like good recommendations. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then uh, finally for the recommendations, this actually came from a coworker of ours here at Overdrive. Since we are the staff librarians at Overdrive, they know that they can come to us and ask for recommendations. And they wanted some picks um, for book club mm -hmm. and suggestions like the Goldfinch, Donna mm -hmm. Tart, totally. Love it. Love it. Rachel's favorite. Yes. Um, won the Pulitzer. It's big, big book um, if you haven't read it yet. It's good. There's a lot of discussion that can come out of the book mm -hmm. for a book club. Mm -hmm. That's a good pick. The Martian by Andy Weir, of course. Yes, book of the moment. Book of the mm -hmm. moment. It's like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, anytime a book gets turned into a movie, it's usually, it's a, usually good a good book pick. Club discussion yes. because you can talk about the differences between the book and the movie as well. Absolutely. And I was in a book club once where we did that where we would read the book and then we would all go see the movie too. So sure. that's always a fun idea. Yeah, which is why I had the other suggestion on my list, which is um, Devil and the White City by Eric Larson. Yes. It's an older book, but it's really well done. It's being made into a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, um, directed by Martin Scorsese that they're, they're working on. It is, it's good, I think, for fall because it has more of a horror element to it, but it also takes place at the World's Fair in Chicago and the descriptions for them building the World's Fair is just, amazing to me like there's this whole thing where he's describing the intricate works of this big monstrosity thing that's being built as part of the world's fair and you have no idea what they're talking about and then when it's finally revealed something that we are very familiar with now mm -hmm. at fairs and and amusement parks but before it had never been seen before and that's one of my absolute favorite scenes so i would recommend that and again there's a lot to talk about and it's the movie element, as well as Girl on the Train by Paula Hagen, which is the other big book of the year. Yes. Also, also going to be a movie. Also going to be a movie. Yeah. So those are always good book club options mm -hmm. if you know something is being made into a movie. So those are our recommendations for this first episode, and there will be more in the next one. And finally, we luckily are always on the up and up about what's coming out this month and we get super excited for books that are yes. mm -hmm. <laughs> that are coming yeah. soon we like coming soon books so we have just like we actually have a lot but probably oh, pick a couple so rachel what are you most excited that's coming out um two books that i'm most excited about awesome um 
A Wild Swan and Other Tales by the amazing Michael Cunningham. Amazing is And if you remember, he won the Pulitzer Prize and he wrote The Hours, which is one of my all-time favorite books. Yes. And this one is described as fairy tales for our times. I like it. So that sounds very intriguing. And that one is definitely on my list. And I know I mentioned reading M Train by Patti Smith lately. There have been a ton of kind of music memoirs that have been coming out. That's been a really popular topic this year. There have been a number of those. And Peter Hook has a book coming out later this year. If you're not familiar with him, he was in the band Joy Division and New Order as well. So kind of our us aging old school punks. Big fans were very excited about this one, and this one is called Power, Corruption, and Lies Inside New Order. So this seems like it's going to be a tell-all where we're going to get some uh, interesting facts. So that one is on my list. On your list? For sure. Awesome. Emma, what are you excited about? I will preface this by not apologizing for my taste in books. (laughs) Never Uh, do. No, never do. We have a firm no-judgment policy here. Um, but I am excited about the new book by Khloe Kardashian. Sure. It's called Strong Looks Better Naked, and it comes out, I believe, next month um, in November. But it's basically a book about how she sort of copes um, with some of the things that have been going on with her in the last few years. Obviously, a lot of that is well documented on their TV show, um, but it sort of is from the point of view of how she found strength. Um, of her body, mind, and heart, and sort of dealt with a lot of the struggles um, that we've probably all seen on television. Guilty pleasure watching sure. uh, on e-marathons on the weekend. Um, and then I'm also excited for the book by Marcus Butler called Hello Life. He is another uh, British YouTuber, um, a big YouTuber fan. And this is sort of a almost adult guide where you're in that awkward early 20s, mid 20s, still trying to figure out how to manage bills and career and relationships. And so this book is sort of his thoughts uh, in a charming way on things like dating, um, setting goals, being healthy. Um, And I think it should be a fun, lighthearted read, but also offers some insight into his personal life that even extends beyond his videos. Sure. So I'm yeah. excited for That's that. That's fun. Okay. I'm very much looking forward to After Alice, which comes out next month. It's by Gregory Ooh, McGuire, yes. who um, wrote Wicked, which is one of my absolute all-time favorite books ever. And I love Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Like, I'm totally obsessed with it. And so I'm, I'm excited to see his take. He always sort of manipulates and changes and fairy tales and popular stories so this is actually um sort of like a parallel story about a little girl who kind of falls down into wonderland around the same time that alice is there and um, yes and it is published to coincide with the 150th anniversary of Lewis Carroll. oh cool isn't that fun that's fun that's kind of fun um i'm also big stephen king fan mm-hmm. so the bizarre bad dreams yes I know. I'm very excited for that one. Too. Bizarre Bad Dreams is coming out. It is a new collection of stories, several of them brand new, featuring um, autobiographical comments on when, why, and how he came to write or rewrite each story. Ooh, that I think is the that's most cool. Oh yeah, because yes. if you've ever read anything about his writing process, yes. how he gets inspired. <laughs> yes, I know. Like he has a whole book, like his on writing mm-hmm. about writing. Oh, I'm I'm excited. So there's a lot of good stuff coming out. 
um, yes. in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that was kind of mm-hmm. short, but if you ever want more recommendations, you can feel free to reach out to us at any time at cdanalysts at overdrive.com and we'd be happy to give you some personalized recommendations and maybe your recommendations will end up on the podcast too. Mm-hmm. that's right so thanks for listening yeah okay. happy fall <laughs> bye guys bye readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.